0: Hello, guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi, guys, back with another video, um, just trying to get in as many videos before actually returning to work. They gave us an 8th of June, a possible return to work date. So I'd like to cover as much as possible before then, as it'll probably be quite busy, quite hectic I'd say. So in relation to the video today it's going to cover the period uh, post-discard and pre-Hoover. It's one of the most horrendous stages of the narcissistic cycle in relation to the abuse that we suffer You would think that uh, the devaluation stage would probably be the worst but in my opinion the post-discard stage is when the narcissist really gets to work on the destruction of the target or the victim. So I have down uh, four different ways or four different components of this stage with the narcissist and each component could really be covered with a separate video. But I divide it into four. So post-discard, the narcissist will, one, um, if they're a narcissist and if they're high in the narcissistic spectrum, will have already started their smear campaign but will really get launched into it at this stage. And as we know, the smear campaign is... One, to uh, cause us pain and two, mainly in relation to the narcissist's uh, pure campaign so that they can maintain the false mask and so that they can also practice uh, the narcissistic personality disorder in that they have to manage the perception of who they are with their family and their friends and any other possible supply sources that they will be grooming and lining up to take over our positions as primary uh, supply source so that's what the smear campaign is about it's a two-pronged fork in my opinion it um, is post-discard no closure and um, it ha- was started before the discard because they couldn't just uh, discard us and then suddenly start to say you know we were this and we were that it wouldn't ring true as such so the smear campaign would have been started well just as the devaluation started they would have been dropping a few hints to relevant people or important people that they would then need they would they would then build on what they say to their circle as the devaluation got further going and then it would be credible on the discard They would bring it up and say, well, you do remember what I said, you know, the difficulties I was having with this person. And then once they've discarded us, they really go for the smear campaign. They really say. um, They'll put themselves in both the victim and the hero position, so they'll say. Things like I tried so hard with her or him and you remember all the pro- the problems I was telling you about. I really worked on them. I really, really tried to help them um, and I just, I wasn't able to. I had to call it a day. I had to, I'll actually quote what was said in relation to my personal experience. I had to put a lid on it. So that is the type of thing that they they will say to their inner circle or New supply or anyone that is relevant to the next stage in their journey they'll also so that's that's them appearing as the hero and then they'll also regale uh, their audience uh, flying monkeys and family with tales of how difficult it was for them and how abusive their ex uh, or us we targets victims survivors were to them So they will be the victim and the hero. They'll be getting attention on both levels. So that really is uh, one component of the phase between the discard and the hoover. And it's a very important phase for the narcissist because they split up from so many different relationships. Um, They have to always come out as the good guy. The good person so I mean it must at some stage you know the older they get be more apparent to at least they're in a circle of family and friends that the the other person was always all bad and they're always all good it must you know I think people know I think people get to know um but the narcissist is so sure of their perfection and they believe their own dialogue so they continued This is the only way they know how to, I think, uh, relationship manage and image perception manage. So that's the smear campaign in all its diabolical terribleness. Um, the next thing that the narcissist will do in this stage is not all of them do this, um, but some of them do this. So I think you get the ones that totally disappear or the ones that will go all out to stalk and harass their uh, ex-victim. They'll make it impossible, particularly, I think, if if we have discarded the narcissist. I think this is more pertinent to that scenario where they'll stalk, harass... And make our lives extremely difficult to continue in a peaceful way. Some of them will even go to the lengths. I know you guys may have had more experience of this. I didn't experience this myself. Some of them will go to the lengths where they will try and interfere with any new relationship that you may have. Uh, They'll definitely really hone in on the smear campaign. This is another two pronged fork. They'll really along with harassing you, will try and extend the smear campaign. They may actually even get um, the authorities involved and you know, accuse you of things that you haven't done. And just in general, they may even contact your employer. In general, they'll make life as difficult as possible for you and will be getting enjoyment out of this. The other thing then, the third component which can actually follow on from the smear campaign and harassing of us. But this is one that I find if we've been discarded, that the narcissists who don't stalk and harass, who, who kind of disappear and keep their lives very hidden from you, they may block you immediately, the minute they leave even, on all different methods of contacting them like texts, emails, emails, Facebook etc and they may go completely out completely blank from you the reason they do this is again another two-pronged fork the reason they do this is if they're trying to protect their new supply source and they don't want any interaction between you and them until they have them embedded but there's another really diabolical and awful reason that they do this and that is if they haven't managed to batter you down during the devaluation stage if you still have fight left in you or if you have a sense of yourself and you have maybe gone against them or set up boundaries and you were discarded so that before they wanted to discard you um so they were left disgruntled and they really want to try and drive you into the ground they know that if they continue a dialogue with you that you are onto them and that you'll point out reality to them and they do not want to hear this they have to they have to have developed their own story to protect their false mask to themselves they don't want to hear any truth or facts or anything that you might bring to the table. So in order to totally push you into the ground, they will not allow you to have any communication or any access to them, and they'll block you to invalidate you totally. So it's like they've really worked on downing your self-esteem in the devaluation stage. They've then hit you with the next missile, which is the discard, which usually comes fairly out of the blue, They'll hit you with the next missile of no closure. They'll hit you with the next missile of the smear campaign. And then to really, really crush you and and, and make you feel you're so unimportant to me. You are thrash after the discard and they've thrown you in the rubbish heap. They'll then try and further compound that by making you feel totally and utterly irrelevant to them. So they've left you and they they also will not acknowledge your existence. This is a really, really hard one to get your head around when you're grieving a relationship that you thought that you had and grieving a person that you thought that they were and you're getting your head around all this shite, really. Um, excuse the language. The invalidation of you by ignoring you is horrendous but I suppose it's so horrendous that if you can go on your healing journey and you can see the patterns that they all go through and you can see this as a component between the discard and the hoover and you understand it that's why I think these channels are so important and it's so important to understand the narcissistic cycle and depersonalize it and put it over there away from you and understand it as a psychological or a spiritual concept whichever you preferred way you prefer to view it, but the fact remains that there are patterns, they all follow patterns, and it's very important if you can, instead of feeling hurt by the total invalidation, which is one of the worst things one human being can do to another, it's the worst psychological uh, abuse that you can actually, in my opinion, perpetrate on another individual. Um, the total invalidation of you as a person, your existence, or your significance in the world. That is why it is so fundamental at this stage if we ever ever needed to work on our self-esteem and give ourselves self-validation. This is when I find it's crucial to our survival really to validate ourselves, to understand this dynamic and to not let this diabolical abuse of invalidation when they block us from all sources or access to them. This is when it's so important to to have these channels, to have the community support and to self-validate. So the third, uh, sorry, the fourth component of this particular part of the cycle between discard and hoover is what i call information gathering so they have perpetrated either two or three or one of these particular components that i mentioned before they've either smirk they will always smear and paint to some extent it depends on what level they need to to bring it to in relation to their image management uh the stalking and harassing doesn't happen in every instance um but, if it does, it can also lead on to the total blocking after they've they've gone through that, or they can jump from the smear campaign to blocking us and invalidating us. so the fourth stage is usually when some time has passed um they the in the relationship with the new supply may not be going swimmingly won't probably be going swimmingly um because they won't usually be lucky enough to have someone that would uh that would provide the source of supply that we would um as empaths um so the fourth stage would be information gathering they're beginning to become disgruntled with their current supply and they also want it's kind of like a bit of voyeurism they want to see the results at the different stages the results of their power and control over us. They want to see the effect of the totality of their campaign. They've seen the love bombing effect, they've seen the devaluation effect, they've post-discard probably popped in with a flying monkey or viewed us in some way to see how we cope in the immediate weeks after the discard. Then they will check in to see how we coped with the smear campaign and if they're harassing us and stalking us they will be getting supply from that. If they have blocked us totally and gone months with this component of this stage they will begin to you will notice um, perhaps some of the flying monkeys contacting you in a bunch or more often um, when they're Starting to information gather in relation to how you are now, how far you've moved on, how much you've recovered, uh, to see how happy or how sad you are at this stage, to see how much supply or emotional well-being you have re-established within yourself, to see if you'd be suitable for Hoover or to see if you've actually moved on to a new relationship. This would be... This would not be good news to them because they want to monitor your progress the whole way through this stage. It's a very, very important stage to them because they don't want to lose us where their property. They want always the option of coming back to us uh, if they're in need of supply. And they may also, when they discarded us, have done it as a method of controlling us to put us back in our box if we were beginning to set boundaries. We still had something that they wanted and they weren't able to obtain from us. So they will at some stage at the back of their mind be looking at our suitability to hoover. So there's a a few different things, obviously, that will, will need to be... Uh, in place for this, but again, this is the fourth component of the stages between discard and Hoover. It's the information gathering stage, and it's a monitoring of us as their property, and they feel that they still have us hooked. They want to make sure that they do their uh, their surveillance of us, so that they're aware of any possible escape, because they firmly believe we're still there waiting for them and unfortunately a lot of people are because they don't know that they've been with a narcissist and the emotional the emotional trauma and the trauma bond is still there and the continual abuse you would think that the abuse would end after the discard but in my opinion this is the most abusive phase when the narcissist has his mask totally off and we're still in pain we're recovering and they're making it as difficult as possible for us to recover so the understanding of what happens in this stage and that's why i made this video today is crucial to our recovery i believe so thanks guys for listening subscribe if you like the content um it's great to see the channel growing even if if slowly and i really 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 appreciate your support and feel encouraged to continue making these videos if it's helping anyone out there. Thanks guys, have a good day and I'll see you soon again. Take care, love ourselves, love ourselves, love ourselves. That's that's the message that I have to say to myself as well. Thanks guys, bye.